0: Ian Collins wants a word. Powered by the hard-working Mitsubishi L200. With £2,000 off the range, make the L200 your ultimate workmate. Kev, we, we've got a writ. <laughs> Have
1: yeah. That's not good. Some Craven's lawyers.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently they, uh, they're they alleging we besmirched his good character uh, with an allegation of cow f- Well, it wasn't
1: quite that bad, was it? No,
0: we were merely talking about... You know, farm based capers. Country file. And the, the hazards of being a TV presenter when presented with a, a cow.
1: Yeah. Hang on,
0: if I look out the window, what, what's that I can see yonder? Craven! Ian Collins wants a word. Ah, there he is. Lovely man. Sponsored by Marigold. <laughs> What's happened to this year? What everyone's happened to this year? Well, does look- it feel like Christmas?
1: No, it feels like Christmas was about, I don't know, two days away, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, and now it's March. It's March. And that all feels really quite peculiar. I'm mm. not sure what to make of this. It's, yeah, when you're doing,
0: like when we do, because we do these pretty much every week. Pretty much. And then you lob them in your diary. And I think, you know, we're, we're looking at mid April. Think, hang on, mid-April? That's nearly May, which essentially is June, which resembles July. Yeah. So you're pretty much in August, which is next door to September, which I always look at as a bit like being October, or November-ish, which is December, really.
1: A friend of mine always says that um, the older you get, once you get past the age of about uh, you know, 20, time starts to seemingly speed up yep. slowly, and then it seems to get faster and faster. And a friend of mine uh, compares it to, you know a, a bog roll? The closer you get to the end of that, the faster it seems to go. Until eventually you just can't wipe your arse anymore. Which, you know, either way, however you want to look at it, is completely accurate.
0: Life is like a bog roll.
1: But apparently it has something to do with your experiences and the way that your brain works. You have to keep having new experiences. Because, think about this. When you're much younger, everything is new, so your brain takes longer to process it, right? Yep. Sounds obvious. When you're older... Things like getting on a train or buying a packet of biscuits, you've done loads of time. So your brain sort of goes, ah, no, I don't need to bother about that. Because it's done it. It's absorbed that experience. So
0: it's not an experience. Exactly. You're not thinking about
1: it. Therefore, presumably, the only way to slow down time is to keep having lots of new experiences all the time.
0: Right. Or have a lobotomy.
1: Or have a lobotomy. Yeah. But, you know, we've been lobotomized. (laughs) We were
0: officially. It's part of the Ofcom regulations these (laughs) days. As regular listener. You want to get on air? A yeah. part of your brain cut out.
1: Uh, so I can only think it's about, you know, new experiences. So with that in mind, I've got us a room after we finish recording. <laughs> I can't wait. Have you got some questions, Kev? It's questions and feedback via social media and email and uh, various other methods. Yeah. People just send us stuff to read. Looks like a big list. It's a pretty big list in our digital studio. From Filthy Philip, the sewer cleaner from Brom. I read this week that women are less hygienic than men with some admitting to only showering two or three times a week. How has the entire male race been maligned for so long on this issue when it was women all along who didn't look after themselves? We talked about this on the uh, on the radio show
0: as well. And it, it's true. And they sent a reporter out to do a little vox, uh, which for the uninitiated is where you go around the streets with a microphone and ask people's opinion on a Whatever the issue happens to be. Uh, the question was, how often do you shower and how long do you spend in the shower? And one woman said 35 minutes she spends in the shower. What? Every time. Well, what, what's the, the time. average shower? I think, like in the morning, two minutes? In uh, and out like a rubber's dog. Maybe unless I'll, you yeah. unless you want the luxury aspect. But in terms of just your basic sud detail, just washing, it's a couple of minutes, isn't it? Well, it could be five minutes. I you know, whip a bit of radox around the old cods and away you go. <laughs> There's not really much to do other than that.
1: I'm glad you said gods. The uh, what, I did wonder, but uh, I don't know. I, I probably about I don't know uh, three or four minutes in a shower. I a think, long time. By the time you sort of like you yeah. know, but
0: a reasonable percentage of women to admit to only showering two or three times a week. Oof. every day?
1: Sometimes twice a day. Yes,
0: it, but you are particularly smelly. Uh, thanks. Not as smelly as filthy Phil, the sewer cleaner.
1: No, but I think that the uh, I, I don't feel like I could start a day unless I've had a shower. Yeah
0: it's not just about the wash; it's about the wake up,
1: isn't it? It is totally, yeah.
0: So it does all of that. So you
1: have to you have to have a shower to yeah. so get clean and wake yourself up for the day. True. And then you know you might get home, think yeah. either you need to wake up again, or you're going out or something. You want to smell slightly fresh.
0: So yeah, you 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 have another one. I have another one. What about a bath? I, this is a great subject, isn't I,
1: it? I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I haven't had a bath for probably three years. Really? I don't think so. I enjoy them. Haven't had a bath in the house I now live at all. I can guarantee that.
1: Because you don't have a bath. Well, We do have a bath, but it's a funny shape. Right. <laughs> it's a... Uh, Triangle. It's full of dog food. Yeah. So <laughs> Full of dogs. I think that um, I, I enjoy a good bath, but I'll probably only have a bath maybe once every two or three weeks. Yeah. Because they're time-consuming. That's time-consuming. Although well, my first flat, when I was working at another big uh, national rock station, and I had to get up to be in work for like quarter past five every morning uh, didn't have a shower so i had to have a bath every morning in order to feel <laughs> clean i mean i can't even fathom how i managed to do
0: that
1: <laughs> a bath every morning ridiculous uh, half four yeah it was uh it, yeah it, it was fine but you couldn't relax too much because baths relax you showers wake you up true mark the mouth from millwall he says so given that google glass seems to be a bust what's the next big thing in gadgets sony glass are these the ones that, um, as Will Guy, it says, make you look like Dame Edna? Yeah. That, I mean, Sony
0: are trying to, you know, in a, I'm sure they were working on it before the uh, whole Google Glass thing stopped. But, yeah, they uh, are hoping to be the next pioneers of it. But, of course, it's, you know, later this
1: month we understand that things like the Apple Watch come out. That's right, yeah. So Which we will be road testing. What about the uh, the driverless car? Because suddenly everyone's making driverless cars or golf yeah. buggies or whatever. Could you uh, could you see yourself sitting in the back of one of them? Oh, we touched on this before because we were wondering if you could get in a driverless, because presumably you could go out for a few beers and uh, a driverless car home. will drive you home. Yeah, I don't know whether the driverless
0: car has any um, human requirement. You know, in an emergency, do you have to, you know, like the driving instructor has a spare set of pedals. Yeah. So yeah. It's always rather impressive. It that, is. It, when you I can never it.
1: figure out how they slot in.
0: How does he do that? Yeah. So whether there's that component to it, I don't know. But can you imagine the capers in the driverless car?
1: I'm thinking about it Which apparently can't bump into each other, is that right? Because they are like two poles on a magnet. That would make sense. But they could bump into other things, like trees, presumably. Well, I think they're meant to be able to address all of that, aren't they? would not the Google car that they had
0: travelling around the kind of Google estate in California? Yeah, only ever have one crash, and it travelled around for three years. (laughs) Yeah, and and that's because somebody else bumped into
1: it. One crash off a cliff. Yes, that's right. I've never seen it again. Other than that, was great.
0: Yeah, it had a big sack of glasses in the back as well.
1: But uh, well, the Google glasses—they've not given up on it completely, have they? They've just decided they're not going to sell. Yes, that's what they've said.
0: But they've, in a way, they've paved the way, so they've allowed other companies to come in and see what these things can do. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be seen as. In terms of innovation, as an entirely useless endeavour, they did do what they set out to do. They just didn't make any and sell them. No, indeed. Which was the idea.
1: But you, some people did buy them. And you did, yeah, but you do look like a car
0: wearing anything like until
1: they look like the glasses we've got on now. Yeah. Well, these are my X-ray specs at the back of a magazine from 1980s. So. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They look great. You haven't taken them off for four years. It's incredible. Which is marvellous. Amazing what red nylon can do. Kev, Jamie, without his magic torch. Oh. Uh, do you think on balance that the torch feature on most smartphones is the best feature or element on a modern phone? I can't think of any app or anything that beats this for sheer practicality. I completely agree. I use my torch all the time. <laughs> I really do. I genuinely time. do. Yeah. yeah.
0: I used it the other morning. Had to sneak into the little one's room at six in the morning. I was going out to work and he was still asleep. And I thought, what do I, do? I don't want to put his light on? And it was at that delicate time. I thought he could just wake up because of noise. So what did I do? I employed... The torch on the smartphone. Yeah, yeah. So that is a useful bit. Spirit level, there's
1: a spirit level on the smartphone, but you wouldn't really want to use that, would you? I have. i put up a shelf. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Using the spirit? <laughs> Using the spirit. <laughs> I couldn't find my spirit level, so I thought, well, I'll see if there's an app for that, and there uh, was. Which one do you think, of the two spirit levels you
0: own, which one is best on balance?
1: You are fired. Andre. get his P-45! Best app, though, quickly. Uh, I like the torch, um, and I also like those ones. This is a new one, not necessarily the best one, but um, the uh, and this sounds a bit sort of nerdy, but you know you can get the um, augmented reality ones that you hold up to the sky, and you can see what all the planes are doing and where they're going and oh, where yeah. they've been. Yeah, they're tremendous. Does that work? Yeah, it works really well. So yeah. what, is it
0: taking a live
1: image of the plane? Yeah, it tells you where the plane is, and it's really? sort of like, uh, yeah. It's exciting, <laughs> so I just it's just stuff, really? stuff like that. Because when you get all of the apps, you, yeah. there's a point where you cease to be impressed by them because right. you've got all the basic stuff that you need. Yeah, that's true. so it becomes about stuff that you don't really need, but we'll yeah. pay
0: one pound seventy nine for. I was uh, well, talking to one pound seventy nine. I was going to download the KTEL
1: Comatic. <laughs> w- really? Yeah. Well, you're a big enough wax <laughs> As it is, so you don't... <laughs> Precisely, it wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> no, indeed. Uh, from Ginger. Ginger says, Ian, as a dog owner, you might be able to help me with a small problem. Okay. My dog, a sturdy chocolate Labrador, yep. which I'm assuming is a type of dog. I don't yes. know. It's a Labrador that's chocolate colour. But not made of chocolate. Not really, no. Because that would be amazing. It would. Uh, my dog keeps drinking my beer. Foster's, specifically. He waits until I'm out of the room, then jumps on the sofa and laps the stuff up from my tankard. What can I do? Firstly,
0: nobody listening to this should ever be using a tankard. <laughs>
1: I think he's using, you know, speaking in in, in vague sort of okay. uh, terms. Well, put your tankard on a shelf. <laughs> you don't need dog advice; you need tankard advice, really. The pubs still do tankards. It used to be that if you were a regular, that's right. If you regular, people
0: had their own your own tankard, their own tankard, or their own pot, yeah, or whatever it was. Which I was always a little bit uncomfortable with. Diehard locals in a pub, indeed. Strange, suspicious folk, all vaguely related, family tree with no forks in it.
1: Dogs aren't supposed to drink beer, presumably. No, but you see, dogs will, because they're scavengers, really,
0: and very few dogs are so disciplined that they won't try and take a treat of something. I mean, not I've never had the beer thing. I've never encountered that problem. But any kind of food, if you put down anywhere near the carpet, our little mutt will uh, will attempt to go for it. So when, back to the, the wee Ben again, uh, if he's walking around with some kind of little wafer in his hand, you have to watch the dog. Of course. Because yeah. that crazy bitch will have it out of his hand.
1: <laughs> it's like seagulls. Yeah. Chips. And
0: he just cries. Yeah, it is. It's the seagull and chip scenario.
1: But presumably, you
0: know, you've you've made the child ride the dog like a pony, right? Well, sometimes you do look at him and think that could be his horse. Yeah, uh, we haven't given it. A you've go tried yet. it. You the have dog tried. doesn't like him. Uh, well, that's I'm, he I'm, tries to like the dog. The dog doesn't like him. Dog because, needs to be tamed. Well, it's very simple. The moment he came into the house, the dog was down the pecking order. Yeah, and it genuinely is, as, as you know, as, as Nietzsche would dictate. It's as simple uh, as that. So. The dog went from being the, the important third article in the house to
1: the fourth. Maybe that's why dogs start drinking beer, because they're feeling neglected. <laughs> that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're getting pissed to hide their doom. There you are, mate. You need to uh, pay your dog more attention yeah. and give up the tankards. Uh, Blue Heart Bob from Bodmin. Hi, guys. F*** <laughs> off. Thanks, Bob. From Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Gents, I'm a 30-year-old old prof- Hang on. Andre! Mandy! Oh, Mandy. Well, you can, you can. Gents, I'm a 30-year-old professional woman. Good job, nice house, expensive car. I'm university educated and work at a high level in my field. But dating is tough because, being named Mandy, guys instantly assume I'm a know-nothing airhead. Are old guys like this?
0: She's 30. Yeah. Mandy's quite an old name for a 30-year-old,
1: isn't it? Um... I, I think it probably is, isn't it? I mean, it's sort of. Uh, but
0: uh, a Ma- yeah, Amanda. Somebody said the other day, was it you on the podcast? Did you mention the word Wendy on the podcast? Yes, last, I did. Last yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, it got me thinking that you don't meet any Wendys You really don't? No. No one calls their kid Wendy. No one calls their kid Mandy.
1: But they'll, they'll be due for a. Well, uh, uh, Ma- Mandy's parents did. It's Mandy with an I as well, which makes it even worse. Uh, right. But um, there we are, Mandy. Apparently, it, it could be that your name is, is putting people off because it's people think it's old-fashioned, and that's why guys don't go near you. Oh, hang on, there's a PS here. PS, my surname is Chopper.
0: <laughs> don't you think it's a bit weird, by the way, that Barry Manilow didn't write I Write the Socks?
1: <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> that's amazing.
0: Musical factoid, kids.
1: Dear, his, his... I don't know what's going on with his face. It's like... it. Just, I don't think it moves anymore. So it is.
0: It's kind of him in there somewhere. In the, yeah. Where are you, Barry? Come out, son. It's like a little Barry Manilow in a big Barry Manilow suit. Yeah, he looks kind of a bit like the pig from
1: Pipkins. He's <laughs> <laughs> just made of foam. Uh, from Clive Dunn's granddad. Oh. My grandson recorded a very emotional song about me. It was wrongly seen as a bit of a throwaway song in the genre of Agadou and Russ Abbott's atmosphere. This was Injustice. However, it got me thinking about novelty songs. Do you two have a favourite? Mine is that one from the Grumbleweeds. I actually quite like the Grumbleweeds on radio too. They used to do a comedy. They did. Wolf Gasmas Grimshaw. Until, well, not relatively recently, but, you know, in historic terms. What, until the 90s? Uh, probably. Saturday lunchtime. Yeah, starts? yeah, could have been, yeah. Yeah. But they were very, because um, they, they were about, uh, the way I understand it with the Grumbleweeds, and we will get back to the question, Yeah, uh, is there were like a hundred Grumbleweeds. and well, then? then and, well, not like a hundred, but there were loads of them. And then there were five of them. And then there were three of them. Okay. And now there's probably just one. A bit like Grumble. the Bee Gees. Didn't one of them look a bit like one of the Bee Gees? That's right, yeah. yeah. The Grumbleweeds were pretty big. They were quite a big. What were they? A show band? A comedy show band? It was a bit of variety, but they did, they had like proper ITV Saturday night they did. TV shows, which they were did. which were less good. Was Russ Abbott with a kind of similar thing called the Baron Knights or something? Uh, I believe he was. Yeah. 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 A similar
0: kind of, you know, his five guys, doing impressions and singing songs.
1: Yeah, and I think that's exactly what the Grumbleweeds did. Yeah. But the Grumbleweeds were sort of I mean, the radio stuff was good. The TV stuff was not so good. That's right. Wilf, Gas Mask. What was it? Grimshaw. Grimshaw. But you're absolutely right in that one of them did used to do, I think, a Bee Gees impression. Yeah. Which just made me think of, um, you know, yeah. Barry Gibb is, is touring. Do You know about this? We mentioned this before. Is he? Yeah, Barry Gibb is touring, and it says on the poster, his first ever solo tour. And I'm thinking, that's a bit mean, isn't it? If I remember rightly, the Grumbleweeds, didn't they do a thing where they
0: did Demis Roussos, and the guy came out uh, with the, the big dress thing on, and he did the forever... Forever and Ever song. And when he got to the really high note, what you didn't realise under the dress is that he was sitting on his mate's shoulders and he
1: just kind of elevated himself. I think you're right.
0: Onto the guy's head
1: or something. Yeah, yeah. So
0: you had this kind of 12-foot character standing there in the middle of the stage, which as a six-year-old was probably very funny.
1: I bet there's still a version of the Grumbleweeds somewhere, though. There must be. Doing something. With like one original... It'd be like Buck's Fizz. It'd be like one original member. Yeah. Because you know there were like two different Buck's Fizzes and
0: all that That's right, yeah.
1: Uh, So there's probably a bunch of different Grumbleweeds around.
0: But as for the question, uh, the song Grandad, which is this, grandad, grandad, it's actually quite an endearing little song. If you say so. But I don't know if it's a novelty song. I, I think it's quite a sad song. Yeah. Novelty um, songs. What, what else is out there in that respect? Star Trekking. Star Trekking. At Joe Dolcey, Shut Up Your
1: Face, which I think kept Vienna Vienna yeah. Off from the one. number one slot, didn't it? Which is inc- extraordinary. And finally, Esther from Bobby Boner. Bobby writes, You've been talking expired foods lately. Audrey, munchy music. When I was 17, I bought a packet of value cheese puffs from the local shop. They were kind of like crap Watsits, but only 12p a bag. You remember that kind of thing, don't you? They weren't quite Watsits, they were like, you know. I had to check the packet after sampling a few, as they seemed to almost implode in my mouth. It turned out they were. Three years past their sell Get by it. date. There. the shop was closed down a few months later for unrelated health and safety issues. I discovered some Ribena in the when I was a kid. Rib, we never had Ribena at home,
0: and it always looked to be Premier League in the squash department. Right. So you had orange squash and lemon squash, and you might have had grapefruit squash and all of that caper. Yeah. But then there was Ribena, for some reason, my mum never bought Ribena. I think it's a bit more expensive. And I don't know why she was suspicious of it, because whenever I went to a friend's house and they had Ribena, I thought this stuff is really tasty. And I've always thought, I always have a bottle of Ribena in the house, because on those nights when you might have been out and sunk the odd libation, and you come home and you think, I don't need to take a drink to... There's two things you do, is it? I don't need to go to the loo, yeah. and I don't need to take a drink to bed. Wrong on both counts, because firstly, you need a slash, and secondly, you will wake up at three in the morning with a mouth as if someone has lobbed half hundred weight of sand in and Ribena is the perfect antidote if you've got nothing
1: else cold. And I went downstairs, and the Ribena was about a year old. Because uh, Esther Ranson uh, did a she thing. She loves of, Ribena. Loves it, yeah. And she did a big thing about loving Ribena, and on the uh, on That's Life. And then did she? Yes, yeah, she did. Oh, I thought you. Do were... you not know about this? No, she um she because of the, uh, the, the Esther the sugar, Ribena the, challenge. The, no, well, it wasn't really a challenge. It was saying this is loaded with sugar, uh, so maybe. Uh, your mum watched that and thought, well, no right beating for my children. They can have some Coke or iron brew. <laughs> is not the That's Life team
0: knock out the odd novelty
1: song? Wasn't they, I think do, they wasn't... did on the show,
0: but not as a single. Wasn't Doc Cox also <laughs> Ivor Biggin or something? That sounds plausible. If you've got any questions you want <laughs> to send in to us, kev at wantsaword.com, ian at wantsaword.com. Still to come, we'll talk... Well, there's a load of things still to come, and Kev's going to do something... But we don't know what yet. Bewildering. It is back, Kev. It's random acts of irrational annoyance. Those sometimes tiny, really minuscule, some might say microscopic uh, morsels of things in life that may not on the face of it appear to be particularly significant, but they do your ruddy head in. Uh, These are things that make the human brain spin into a 360. They send you into a zone of sheer frustration. They're random acts of irrational annoyance. They're little things in life that do your head in. Kev, have you got
1: one? I have two. Well, well. Firstly, the word reboot. (laughs) Now, this irritates me because it seems as that people use the word reboot when it comes to television shows or movies or whatever when they don't really know what it means. Here's my understanding of a reboot. You took a series, you make another series with the same title... Maybe the same characters played by different actors, but you're effectively starting again. You're rebooting the series. Okay. So, for example, calling Doctor Who's relaunch with Christopher Eccleston isn't technically a reboot. Right. Because it carries on from the previous series. Okay. People are now using reboot to describe every television program that comes back or is on. Like, if it's a new series or something, oh, it's a reboot of Broadchurch. No, it isn't. It's another series of Broadchurch. If a series has existing continuity... And you're just following on. It's a continuation. It's not a reboot. That's my understanding of it. And I think that the word is being corrupted in that. I have to say that you know I'm somebody who normally
0: prides myself on my pop culture knowledge. You know, if Melvin Bragg hadn't existed, it would have been me presenting the South Bank well, Show. Well, everyone version. knows that, yeah, yeah. I could talk to Julian Lloyd Webber all day. You do, just like <laughs> Melvin seemed to do <laughs> three times a series. But I have to say, I've never heard the phrase "reboot" other than applied to a, a computer. Reboot. You don't read enough shit websites. Yeah, that's what it is. You do read quite
1: a lot of stuff, don't you? Spend five minutes on Digital Spy, you'll see what I mean.
0: Oh, I stay away from
1: that. And the other one is um, (laughs) lifts in Marks and Spencers. Now, this sounds like a very spurious one. I would say over the past five years or so, I have never been into a branch of Marks and Spencers where the lifts work. If they have two lifts, one of them's out of order. I don't know why this is, but Marks and Spencers, every branch of Marks and Spencers, it would appear in the country that I go into, has a lift fault. And I started to wonder if that was just me. Really? Yeah, but then I started talking to people saying, oh, yeah, no, that lift's been out for years. Actually, that's funny, because
0: there's one open near me, and they've got an underground car park. And in the underground car park, you can go in the lift to get to the shop, as you sometimes do. And uh, this thing had only opened fairly recently in the last couple of years. And we went there for the first time sort of a year ago, parked the car, thought, this is fantastic, got the pushchair ready, headed to the lift. And a fellow there said, lift's not working.
1: Yeah. But it seems very common, and I don't know if there's, like, a, a countrywide maintenance contract or something. It sounds really dull now. I Put it in those terms. But have you also noticed talking about Marks and Spencers? Because quite a few of them do seem to have lifts that go into underground car parks. And I would never advocate, you know, if you, if you want something in life, you pay for it, Ian Collins. I know you, yes. you know this. But it does appear that in certain branches of Marks and Spencers, if you wanted to, you could step out of the lift and, you know, pick up a pair of socks, step back into the lift, Go to the underground car park and make your escape. That's theft. It is theft!
0: And all property is theft. Don't ask me. Ask Karl Marx and Spencers. (laughs) Jesus! You have to concede that That did weave in rather nicely.
1: (laughs) Well, I think you you saved the Marx and Spencers lift rat, if I'm perfectly honest with you.
0: Uh, here's one for you. Um, the woman that lives up the road from me called Anne. Oh, Anne. Anne is around uh, about 80. Right. She's retired. She lives on her own. And she's a... <laughs> <cat>. <laughs> no other way to describe... and Anne has an addiction. Now, Anne is obsessed. Anne has too much time on her hands and has somehow managed to fascinate herself almost 24-7 with people who park outside her house. Now uh. we've, we've been in this territory before on Once A Word, of course, where there are folk who believe that the space outside their house, despite it being a public road, is actually their space. It's desirable if you can park there. It might sometimes be annoying if uh, someone parks there all day long and goes to the station. But I'm sorry you've got to suck it because it's legal. Right. It's a legal bit of road. Anyway, dear old Anne, she seems to think that nobody should park anywhere near her house and has taken to uh, she has various photocopied notes ready to go in plastic bags right That she puts they they word themselves differently sometimes some say don't park here it spoils my view there is no view some say don't park here i can't get out of my drive uh, some say don't park here because you're obstructing the road none of these statements are true and then the other day we were having a bit of sunday tucker quick beer lovely bit of roast chicken heard something at the door and i thought what's that and I noticed a letter poking through. Right. Not a knock, a handwritten letter from Anne saying, Dear Ian, please would you uh, move your car? It's blocking my drive. If you don't move it, I'll call the police and they will come and remove it for you. A couple of things wrong with that. One, I wasn't <laughs> right. blocking her drive. Yeah, uh, Clearly I wouldn't do that. No. So she could get out. Number two, I don't know what country she lives in where she thinks you ring the police and they come and remove cars because you've got the hub with them. This is her fascination all day long.
1: Oddly, I have heard of people calling the police because... And don't get me wrong. Um, I, I half agree with you, yeah. but I also think that if a car is blocking your drive and is parked carelessly, then you can leave a note on it because that is causing you... Yes, to if it's blocking and I, think, the, yeah, and I think that's yeah, fine. Yeah, absolutely. If it's people who are just doing it because, you know, it's it's something to do when you're 80. Yeah. I reckon... Because I've had the conversation with
0: her many, many times, you know, in the street. I, I do kind to talk to her, you know. She stops and you know that within half a second she's going to start talking about parking. Yeah. And she knows who and, and who. She, I'll ring the police and they tell me to ring this. Person. I think you spent all day phoning the police to report cars that are not illegally
1: parked. Right.
0: Listen, from Martin Llewellyn. roundabout back to a rational annoyance. He says, Peter Mandelson. And that's all he says. Is that rational or irrational? Is Mandelson back on the scene? Back to Mandy.
1: Uh, Mandelson, uh, I don't know, really. I mean, I'm, I'm getting a bit bored of politics again. The election looks like it's going to be, you know, deeply disappointing. Was he that? I mean, they often do They do this with Alistair
0: Campbell as well. You know, the bloke was a genius. You know, the guy was a former porn writer and a tabloid hack. And the last time I looked, the very people that would describe him as a genius are also the very people that hate tabloid newspapers, the entire yeah. genre of that. But for some reason, because he worked for uh, Tony Blair, he's seen as some kind of genius. And all he really did was uh, essentially control... What came out of Downing Street and what was allowed to be written in newspapers. I don't think it was a particularly dignified job. I think he did the job he was asked to do very well. I don't know if that makes you a genius. That just makes you capable of shouting very loudly at lots of Fleet Street hacks.
1: That's a fair assessment. Is he back, then? Is he... Because uh, I, I must admit, I haven't... Prescott, really... apparently, is back. Right. And I don't understand that
0: either, because one would assume, OK, so what are we expecting here? Ed Miliband is meant to be alert to the left, so that makes him more genuine Labour, and Labour supporters are actually believing this shit, right. as if he's some kind of 1970s, Scargill-esque, union-supporting, proper, diehard trot-based Labour man. And, of course, he's none of those things. He's a very middle-class, posh, millionaire that happens to be currently leader of the Labour Party. So you get Prescott back in. So is that good or bad? So Prescott's supposedly seen as old Labour. Yes. But then he was Deputy Prime Minister Tony Blair. So either he is old Labour, in which case he lied for 12 years in order to have a high state of office. And politicians
1: never lie, so... See, politics is very complicated. I'm glad that you can come on here every week and explain it to us. I love it. In simple terms. I love it, actually. (laughs) Clarence says men who shamelessly own cats and even publicize the fact there's <laughs> there's cats and then there's um cats. Like little like little really cute doggies you yeah. know and always like two little cute doggies and like, look at this. cats and dogs you mean? cats and dogs dogs which are like cute dogs not like a you know like the chac- the like the chocolate labrador, chocolate labrador. Yeah. or your thing
0: but that you know well mine isn't a dog i would have purchased no uh, dog came with girlfriend. Your dog is getting such... I hope your dog doesn't listen she's to this She's a podcast. lovely dog. She, oh, she'll be so pissed off, man. I love the dog. Look. She's wonderful. And she's my best mate. Because now, yeah, now the baby is there, the dog looks to me for all the attention.
1: Yeah. So. And as you largely ignore the baby, it all works out fine. True enough. I was just wondering, I'm just really hoping that she never listens to this podcast. Because then she will be turning to drink. And she'll jump it up and... Drinking your tankard full of fosters. I like
0: the idea of coming home and seeing you sitting on the settee with a tankard full of lager.
1: Yeah, but there's no no real fix for um, cute cats, cute dogs.
0: John, (laughs) back off! Neil Edmonds says... uh, Here's one for you.
1: Neil, uh, Neil Edmonds? Yeah. Right.
0: Multiple card users at cash points. One card, one chance, then back of the queue. Completely agree. Yeah, people do like to do that. And they don't just... I don't know how it takes people so long... In the 21st century, to use a. Let's take the one card user that's only going to do what you're going to do put a card in, opt for some cash, press the amount of cash, and then wait for the money to come out. That can only take a set amount of time. So, what is that person in front of you spending about seven minutes doing it for? Yeah. And then there's the other one who takes it out, stares at the screen for about 12 seconds yeah. afterwards.
1: Yeah. What do you, you think is going to pop up? EastEnders? <laughs> it's, <interesting. laughs> it's a cash machine interesting you say about 12 seconds. You've actually timed it, haven't you?
0: Oh, it does my nutting. And then there's the multiple card users who put their card away. and You think, oh, it's my turn. No, it's not, because they're going to get a couple more out.
1: I'm, t- I'm totally with this. I think it should be the law that if you use your card once, if you have another card you want to use, that's fine. Back of the queue, mate. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Adam says, cling film.
0: Specifically, the serrated edge used for tearing is about as useful as tits on a fish. <laughs> <laughs> because the box is usually flimsier than a 98 year olds dick. <laughs> oh, good lord! What a graphic, beautiful way Adam has. I always like Adam's tweets. You spent some time thinking about
1: that one. Adam. I like that,
0: but it takes you a second. Like cling film is essentially kind of a form of, but cling film is sort of solid cobweb. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You take it off, and then as Adam rightly says, you try that because that, you know you buy the cheap stuff. Or yeah. we do, yeah. and the thing it's in that's meant to act as a, a serrated thing is no good at all. And then the moment your hand moves, the whole thing's wrapped around you.
1: Yeah. Uh, like
0: some cruel trick of nature. I don't think you can... You're uh, mummified by your own cling
1: film. Spend a few ducats on some quality cling film, you might not have those issues with your box. Boo Boo Majoo <laughs> says, People who constantly use
0: awesome when the subject matter would leave no one in awe. That is quite a common thing, isn't it?
1: It is quite common, and I think it's... It's a stock phrase. Yeah, it just shows how the, uh, how the language has been corrupted. Yeah.
0: Well, on that point, Fatfi says, what about people who abbreviate words like spaghetti bolognese to a spag bol? How lazy must one be to do this? It's also just very, very annoying. It's up there with people who say foreign words in with the foreign accent, isn't it? Yes. By putting the emphasis on...
1: But I think it's just because people are so busy these days... Spaghetti bolognese. I mean, that takes about a second to say. Spag ball, done. People are just very busy. That's why they do it. Spag ball. Yeah.
0: That is annoying, though, isn't it?
1: It is annoying. But does spag ball even sound appetising?
0: Spag ball doesn't, does it? No, not especially. So <laughs> Something comes out of your nose. <laughs> Stephen says, uh, Price labels on CDs, DVDs, etc. that are stuck on so hard that the case is ruined when you're trying to get them off. Uh, you have CDs. my full support on this. Yes, I know you don't get many CDs these days, but you, certainly on DVDs and lots of other products, which I think we've talked about, that um, like wooden products, spoons, yeah. wooden spoons, kitchen utensils. Uh, we've got a couple of glass things that six months later still have the barcode thing stain right. on the bottom of them. It's particularly prevalent on DVDs and stuff. Why anybody does it, I don't know. Every now, you actually feel a sense of genuine achievement when the label peels beautifully off. But when it's half stuck on there... You've then got... Yeah, if you're a little bit OCD... Uh-huh. Then it's rather annoying. Yeah. This is from James. People who drive with fog lights on in their normal conditions. A classic one for this. La Flema Blanca says... I love it when a communication starts like this. Oh, yeah? From La Flama Blanca, who says... C*** <laughs> <laughs> It's already a winner <laughs> to park right next to you in a car park even when i've deliberately parked in a space way away from other cars it's another beauty yeah i do that and lord Rothley says women mostly who walk quickly and swing one of their arms wildly usually with a clenched fist at <laughs> groin height yes it's a kind of a 50s
1: thing isn't it yeah it's sort like of. that sort of you know yes
0: yeah, yeah. it was a kind of odd modern millie thing about it
1: they're in a hurry Gotta go home and mix some spaghetti. Yeah, what ball. is the
0: hand waving thing? Going? What's going on? It's there? for balance. Balance my arse. <laughs> Now, as you've probably noticed, it's 2015. And if you're in the market for a shiny new motor to complement this shiny new year, then let me tempt you with a fabulous and very shiny Mitsubishi ASX. The ASX four-wheel drive ability fused with urban agility is a true crossover, ready for every adventure. And right now, you can save £1,000 across the range, which start at just 13999 with some great finance options available. Want one? Just visit mitsubishi-cars.co.uk to find out more. And Kev is back with creative
1: joy. Sort of. Ugh. It's Sight Your Kevs riddled me this! Andre! It's time to get Collins using the old grey matter! Stick on some music that's appropriate to that, please, you fine, fine, square-jawed hunk of a man! Very okay. simple. I yeah. just
0: say the homoerotic content of this uh, podcast is you know, slightly disproportionate to a usual show. I'm just putting that out there.
1: Uh, fair enough. But have you seen this? It is quite.
0: It impressive, is impressive, isn't, isn't it? Isn't to it, be it? Fair,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd have a, You'd have a think about that. It's very simple, Ian Collins. Yes. In essence, a bunch of riddles. Because regular listeners, or long-time listeners, will remember that you did some riddles on me. Hang on, I'll rephrase that. That's Th- it again. <laughs> you had some. You had some riddles. And um, you fox me out with some just rubbish one about a man and his dog or, his, you know, whatever. Yes. That, that, that's not really the point. Okay. So I've been trying to get my revenge ever since. Yeah. I think I've cracked it this time. Okay. Bunch of riddles. You ready for this? Yeah. Here's the first one. Which five-letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it?
0: Uh, which five-lettered word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? Uh, That'll be the word short.
1: Yes. You bastard. (laughs) Try this one. A woman shoots her husband. Yes. Come on, then. Oh, hang on. (laughs) Um, Then she holds him underwater for five minutes. Finally, she hangs him, but five minutes later, they both go out together and enjoy a wonderful meal. How can this be?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, They're obviously playing some sort of game.
1: Why? Yeah. Fifty shades of... Well, it could be what you think
0: shoots her husband so it's not like cluedo or something like that she woman shoots. shoots her
1: husband then yes. she holds him underwater for five minutes and then finally she hangs him
0: shoots her husband hangs him underwater no puts him underwater then hangs him and then they go out all lovey-dovey yeah very happy
1: yeah very happy. very very happy you know what's going to be happening later <laughs> i don't know the woman was a photographer ah she, she... shoots him yeah, shoots him. Puts him under the water. The picture of him under the water. Yep. And then she hangs it up to. Yeah. Yeah. See. You yeah, bastard. You'll use that in the pub. Yep. One uh, night. Let's try this one to finish on. Yeah. Um, we can all go to the pub. Uh, a man says his dog can jump over his house. No one believes him, but he's right. How is that possible?
0: A man says a dog can jump over his house. Because it's the dog's house.
1: Is the correct answer. Ah.
0: It's a kennel. Yeah. That was shit. (laughs) That was rubbish. Andre, fancy a... (laughs) Credit stream. Ah, there you go, kids. That's the end of this episode. But fear not, Uh, we're back with the next one very, very soon. Thanks to you for downloading. If you want to support this podcast, then very simply get over to iTunes and you subscribe, you review, stick a review on there, uh, you do stars, don't you? Kev? some stars. That's what you do. Yes, stars. Star it. stars. Rate it. Rated. Rate it. Rate, review, and subscribe. That'll do it. If you're an Android user, try Stitcher and all the other great uh, ways of listening to this. It's all fabulous. Uh, thanks to Kevin McLeod in CompTech.com. and Barry Manilow and Barry Manilow as well and the Clive Dunn Estate. Yes. I'd like to think there is one somewhere. I'm sure there is. Thank you to John Craven. Stop it! (laughs) Thank you, of course, to Abdul's Coffee Shack for still supplying, despite controversy, all the beautiful coffee that we drink here on the podcast. And we're back in around about seven days. Until then, everybody, goodbye. A Big Things Media Production. (laughs) Big Things! Ian Collins wants a word. Powered by the hard-working Mitsubishi L200. With £2,000 off the range, make the L200 your ultimate workmate. Well, my work is done here.
1: What do you mean your work is done? You did not do anything.
0: <laughs> Didn't I?